This episode is the 15th in a series of 100 on corporate finance. So let's pick up where we left off. And here we'll start talking about risk and return in capital markets. So the realized return for an individual investment or portfolio is the total return that the item provides over a particular time period. If listeners will recall um, previously in this podcast, the equation for that metric um, was provided for time period T to time period T plus 1 as the realized return is going to be equal to open parentheses, open parentheses, your total dividends paid per share during the year, um, subs, uh, subscript T plus 1, plus um, your new share market price, subscript T plus 1, minus your old share market price, subscript T, close parentheses, divided by um, your old share market price, uh, subscript T. And another way of saying this is that it's um, your realized return is simply going to be equal to your dividend yield plus your capital gain yield. If an investor holds a share of stock beyond the date of the first dividend, then she or he must specify how she or he will invest any dividends she or he receives in the interim to calculate the appreciable, the applicable return. To focus on the returns of a single security, uh, listeners should assume that all dividends are immediately reinvested and used to repurchase additional shares of the same stock or security. In this case, IB or P analysts could use the equation uh, that I just gave you to calculate a stock's return between dividend payments and then compound the returns from each dividend interval to calculate the return over a longer horizon. The result is that if a stock pays dividends at the end of each quarter um, with realized returns, examples here would be R subscript 1, R subscript 2, R subscript 3, and R subscript 4, um, we can find the annual realized return um, with this equation. And here, um, 1 plus your annual realized return will be equal to open parentheses, 1 plus R subscript 1, close parentheses, open parentheses, 1 plus R subscript 2, close parentheses, open parentheses, 1 plus R subscript 3, close parentheses, open parentheses, 1 plus R subscript 4, close parentheses. By way of contrast, the, in, the average annual return of an investment during some historical period is simply the average of the realized returns for each year. That is, um, if R subscript T, um, for example, is the realized return of a security in year T, then the average uh, annual return for years 1 through T will be equal to, here, um, your R is going to be equal to, open parentheses, 1 divided by T, close parentheses, open parentheses, R subscript 1 plus R subscript 2 plus, and the series goes on and on and on to R subscript T, close parentheses. So, returns can vary, though, of course. Uh, to determine the variability of returns, an IB or P analyst can calculate the standard deviation of the distribution of realized returns. The standard deviation, of course, is the square root of the variance of the distribu distribution of realized returns. Variance measures the variability in returns by taking the differences of the returns from the average return and squaring those differences. The equation um, for both of um, these figures is... Here, your standard deviation is going to be equal to uh, open parentheses, uppercase sigma sign, uh, open parentheses, probability, uh, close parentheses, multiplied by open parentheses, possible return, minus your expected return, close parentheses, square this. Now, close your parentheses again and put this to the power of 0 0.5 or just square root it as we mentioned earlier. Same, same way of saying the same thing. Uh, and your variance, that's going to be equal to... Uh, uppercase sigma sign, open parentheses, open parentheses, uh, holding period yield, subscript I, minus um, the expected value of the holding yield that is equal to the arithmetic mean of the series, uh, close parentheses, you want to square this, close your parentheses again, now you're dividing by the number of observations. 
The standard deviation is also important because it helps um, statisticians and IBP analysts describe a normal distribution, which is a symmetric probability distribution that is completely characterized by its average and standard deviation. With a normally distributed bell curve, 95% of all possible outcomes fall within two standard deviations above or below the average, right? But you got to be careful. Um, so comparisons between the variance or standard deviation for two instruments can be misleading if there are major differences in the expected rate of return for the two vehicles. These differences can be neutralized by looking at the variation coefficient uh, for the two investments. And here, what is the equation for your variation coefficient? Well, your variation coefficient is going to be equal to open parentheses, standard deviation of returns, close parentheses, divided by uh, open parentheses, um, expected rate of returns, close parentheses. The variability of a financial instrument's returns creates uncertainty for investors and is one type of risk. Risk, however, comes in different forms, right? So for the purpose of this podcast, only two forms of risk are important, uh, systemic risk and unsystemic risk. Unsystemic risk uh, produces fluctuations in a stock's returns that are due to a firm or industry-specific factor. Systemic risk, on the other hand, produces fluctuations in a stock's returns that are due to market-wide news representing common risks that you just can't... Um, uh, diversify away, right? So while a portfolio or asset manager can eliminate, I'm oh, sorry, I take that back. So while a portfolio or asset manager can eliminate unsystemic risk with diversification, or by average independent risk in a large portfolio, systemic risk can be diversified away without purchasing U.S. Treasury bills or sacrificing higher returns in the process. So I don't take it back. So yeah, so systemic risk can definitely uh, be diversified away, but unsystemic risk can't. Like it's something that you're just stuck with. The amount of a stock's risk that is removed by diversification depends on its correlation with other stocks uh, in the portfolio. Uh, this note is important because while investors will be accorded a higher return for bearing more risk with an instrument, uh, the market is not going to provide, at least in theory, a heightened risk premium if an investor voluntarily decides to take on unsystemic risk that you can eliminate just by diversifying uh, the risk away, right? So asset and portfolio managers, uh, though, cannot calculate a return uh, for their holdings without first um, calculating portfolio weights for each asset in their portfolio. Sorry, yeah. A portfolio weight is the fraction of the total investment in a portfolio held in each individual uh, investment in the portfolio. So your portfolio weight for asset A, of course, is going to be equal to the value of investment A divided by the total value of the portfolio. And that concludes this short session. Uh, on corporate finance, which is the 15th of 100, not, of course, ruling out the possibility of bonus sessions.